Hello and welcome to A Bit Spursy. I'm Barney. I'm Dan. And we are here on the international break to talk all things not games. Uh, it has been a long international break for me. I've really felt it. Yeah, it feels like a long time, I think, because we've been so used to having, you know, two games a week, mm. pretty much all season. Yeah, yeah. So now having nothing, it's like I can't even remember what Tottenham are. Yeah, I don't know. There's a void. There's a <laughs> void in my life. Also, maybe uh, mental well-being-wise, doing great, you okay. know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good then. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, because, you know, because there has been no games. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like a positive that we don't have that roller coaster. I'm sure every Spurs fan's heart is probably in a little bit, it's, it's had a little bit of rest. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's in, a, in a bit of condition. Yeah. Um, I feel warm and fuzzy towards all our players, <laughs> our manager. Um, yeah, it's a weird, a weird place to be. It's like water off a duck's back now. Yeah. Anything happens, you're like, oh, well, all oh, right. Well. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. It doesn't matter. One game a week, that's great, actually, yeah. because we can focus, uh, we can prepare uh, more before games tactically in Mourinho's reactive style. It's, yeah, sunshine and rainbows. Definitely. And that switch does come in whenever you go out of competitions that you very quickly console yourself by telling yourself it's better to be out of the competition. Yeah. Than be in it. Yeah. And it can be, it doesn't matter how big the competition is. Mm. Like if we had gone out of League Cup earlier, we would have been like, oh, well, look, it's not even a real trophy. Yeah. It's a, mm. it's a, it's a Mickey Mouse trophy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's better to not be in it. Exactly. Um, yeah. So it would probably be the same with Champions League if we were in that and we'd gone out. We'd probably, we'd probably think, you know what, now we can focus on the league. Mm. We weren't going to win it anyway. Exactly. So uh, it's what's a, the point? It's a pandemic. <laughs> you know, it's dangerous for the players to be traveling across Europe. Um, yeah, really glad that they could just focus and, and bed in at home. <laughs> so it's always positive. Always positive. There's always a uh, silver lining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Spurs are always a cloud. So yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think to be a Spurs fan, you kind of have to acknowledge that the, the Spurs cloud is always going to be there and mm. you need to look for the silver lining. Yes, you do. Absolutely. Um, yeah. To go for that. Uh, look, international break. Mm. Um, it's kind of, it feels weird. Like I don't, I personally don't really watch any of the international games. Yeah, no, neither. I find them, uh, I guess because, uh, Australia's national team isn't great. Um, I don't watch any of the European, I watch the Euros. Mm. Um, but before then I find, well, I mean, it's a pretty well-known thing, right? That the quality of those games is not as good as, as cup games. Um, unless it's sort of like a big, you know, final or whatever, um, yeah, I find them pretty boring. So. Yeah, mm. I, I agree. And I think when it does get to the Euros and the World Cup, all in. Oh, yeah. Um, I think as well for us because we have to stay up middle of the night. Mm. You're not really going to do it for, say, like a qualifying game no. against like England against San Marino. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no disrespect to San Marino. No disrespect. Or yeah. England. In the- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect to any of the teams. Yeah. Um, but I think if maybe if we were in that time zone, it would be easy. We would just chuck the international games on in the background while you're having dinner or something like that. Totally. Um, But yeah, to me, it truly does feel like a break in terms of that because we're not really following the players too much. Um, Although, you know, it's nice to see what I get excited about more is, is hearing, you know, like Tanganga playing for the under 21s, Mm. Skip playing for the under 21s. Mm. Um, I don't know how accurate it is. Like is is Skip actually having a really good season or is it just being so inflated? Um, and this is not from a cynical position, but I haven't seen much room from Norwich at all apart from a few clips. But then I heard after the England under-21 game, it's all over the internet going, oh, Skip looks like amazing. He looks incredible. 
he looks everything like that. Like I'm just what I'm fearful of now is I'm getting my um my hopes up that like Skip is like prime Makalele next season. Yeah. Um, and he's going to come into the team, and I, I he very well could. Mm. Um, I hope he does. Oh yeah, wouldn't that be great? Yeah, I mean, I uh, I don't know either. I don't know. As I, I think we said on the last pod that the Spurs fans go on and and vote for him to win Man of the Match for just about every single Norwich game. Um, and I've seen a couple of clips, but um, I listened to uh, on the extra inch. Nathan was saying his underlying numbers um, post the first couple of months of the season aren't. Actually, his defensive numbers aren't actually very good. Okay. Um, he's not making uh, like a good average amount of tackles per game or something. Uh, <laughs> this is secondhand from another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so what, are your, what are your references here, buddy? Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, you know, I just heard, you know, on the, put on the radio. And <laughs> um, yeah, so I hope, like you, I guess, or like every Spurs fan, that the, the hype is real. Yeah. And we don't have another Harry Winks situation on our yeah. hands. Well, I mean, and I don't want to, you know, to we've just turned into like the anti-skip podcast, not at all. No. This is not anti-skip. This is just the ho- ho- still hopeful. Still, still being hopeful. very, very hopeful. Yeah. And hoping that he actually does, um, yeah, he does keep progressing how it seems that he has been, despite if some of his defensive stats aren't as good yeah. Um, yeah. as what might be being touted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I am very hopeful. I'm more optimistic than pessimistic about him. Um, but we just have to wait and see. Yeah. If he comes back in, yeah. Well, it'll be exciting. It'll be exciting when that happens. Yeah. Um, Tanganga, good to see him uh, getting some more minutes from the England under-21s. Yep, love him. Put him in the first team. I love yeah. him. Make him uh, captain of England. Okay, to be completely honest, <laughs> when I saw the photo of him, I yeah. was like, Tanganga's in the, in playing for England now. Yeah. Great. He got into the mm. got into the first team and then under, underneath it said under-21s. I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, I was just so hopeful. Mm. Um, that he had actually been called up to the senior squad, mm. um, and then when I thought that he had called up to the, been called up to the senior squad, my mind also questioned myself because I was like, "Wow, that's pretty like impressive after just playing like one game yeah. <laughs> in the mm. last like you know three months or whatever it is." Mm. Uh, but okay, it's Tanganga; he deserves to be there. Yeah, uh, but not quite there, but almost, almost. Mm. I think it's such an injustice that he's. I know it's you know one game, but uh, Eric Dyer has played uh, many a terrible game. Uh, and he has somehow made the uh, first team. Like Chuck Tanganga in there. Like, please, Gareth Southgate. Oh, definitely. I, you'd have to feel that Dyer must be very close with Southgate on some level. Mm. Um, maybe Southgate thinks he's a really good, really good dude. Yeah. Something like that. Because mm. um, you'd say, especially like Dyer's form. I know earlier on in the season, he was praised a little bit. For, the, for his form for Spurs. But a lot of that as well, um, you know, is around the fact that we're playing so defensively and had, you know, 15 defenders. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah exactly. Just holding around there. So he gets a few headers away. It's a game. Mm. It's like, all right, that's a good game. That's well done. Yeah. Um, but then he's had a real sort of slump mm. in form as well. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, he still seems to be, you know, sniffing in and around the England setup. Yeah. I mean, I, I said at the start of this podcast that I was sunshine and rainbows about our team, and I've already slagged off Winks and Dyer. So, yeah, uh, and we gave some minor shade to to Skip as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Um. Well. Okay. I'm gonna. This is my, the next thing I want to talk about. Uh, is positive about a player. Okay. So. Okay. Uh, as everyone would be aware, I'm sure, uh, Gareth Bale in the media, um, said that uh, as far as he knew, the plan was to return to uh, Madrid next season, and if you watch the actual. Uh, interview versus what was reported post 
They are very, very different. This is the first interview that he gave, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first interview he gave. Incredibly different uh, intentions. You can see uh, he goes to say, this is as far as I know, and then corrects himself and said, that is the plan. He's not saying I came, you know, I read something that was like, Gareth Bale uses Spurs as a gym for <laughs> for one year and then it's like, no, he, what? Like that's not the case. That's not what's happening there. Yeah. It also, when it, when, when these things are reported, they, they often sort of, they leave out the, um, the, the question by the interviewer. Mm. So we don't really know always what the leading question was for a player. Because you can be like, so are you planning to go back there next day? Did you do that? Did you do this? And, blah, blah. and then if the player answers that in the context of the question, it doesn't seem so mm. bad. But then if, if if the media just takes the answer and puts it by itself, everyone's like, oh, what? Gareth Bale just like announced to the world, like we're like just just on his own accord that like he wants to go back and he's using Spurs as a gym. Yeah. Burn him, burn him. Yeah. And it just gets crazy. Yeah, exactly. Like he... I mean, you could see like when he was at Madrid, he was having a horrible time. <laughs> like why would he want to go back there? You know, he's definitely not part of uh, Zidane's plan, uh, plans, plans, <laughs> Zidane's, Zidane's plans. plans. <laughs> he's definitely not part of them. Um, yeah, I just, for me, it was, it was baffling that that took off the way that it did. Yeah. Um, because it was so misrepresentative. Mis- wow, I can't talk today. <laughs> Misrepresentative of um, what happened and how he answered the question. So, Definitely, yeah. And then in the second interview, mm. um, he had to clarify. Yeah, and it's always I've, it's always funny when you hear an answer where someone, especially a footballer, is going, "No, no, no, legally, like it's in my legal agreement. Mm. It says I'm going back next season. Yeah, so like I'm just that's that's legally what is happening at the moment. Mm. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Like he's not going to come out and say. Oh, but I really hope I stay at Spurs. <laughs> like you know, he, even if he's thinking that, you know, he's not going to do that because, uh, you know, part of it is that he wants to. If he's going to stay, he's going to want money and giving up any kind of you know negotiating power you have if they know that he's desperate to stay at Spurs. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. Like if if Bale came out and said, "I want to stay here more than anything." Please let me, please, please, please. Yeah. Like you're saying, Madrid go, okay, so, you know, let's just go half the money, you know, let's do some payout. We'll give you give you a million off you go and then and then there you're done. Yeah. Um, whereas here going like, no, I plan to come back. And then the Madrid boardroom are just panicking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're exactly. like, oh, no, no, we have to get rid of him. Yeah. What if he's not in Zidane's plans? <laughs> he's not in Zidane's plans. We must get rid of him. <laughs> yeah. So I... I wasn't surprised to hear that. Like the whole sort of sentiment. I wasn't surprised to hear that from Bale because no. like, I'm like, yep, yeah, no, that's what he has to say at this well, time. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then I I think as well that in a way, if he does play well for the rest of the season, let's mm-hmm. say he, he, he takes off, he has a few Bale moments. Mm-hmm. Let's say the League Cup final. Mm-hmm. Let's say he scores a double in like after the 80th minute. Mm-hmm. And raises that league, that Carabao Cup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. is everyone with me on the? <laughs> oh, how great is this picture? Uh, and then we decide, oh, let's keep him. Mm. His comments that he said now are also beneficial for us for negotiating. Exactly. With the exactly. So, yeah. all up, let's have a toast for Bale. Yes, yeah, toast comments. for Bale. I think it was brilliant. Like, if it is this, like, beautiful 
manipulation of the Madrid board who, yeah, are all sitting there going, no, no, terrible, not not in the plans. No, I imagine it's like, uh, you know, Dr. Evil's uh, lair in Austin Powers. Yeah. That, like they have the sharks with the lasers on their heads and, yeah. Zidane has no hair. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know who Minimi is. It doesn't matter. Um, Yeah. It's it's great. I hope they're panicking. I hope they're panicking too. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me at the end of this um, if we do have the evil genius as just spins around at the end and it is Daniel Levy sitting there. Absolutely. Just licking his lips. Mm-hmm. Like, here we go. Absolutely. He just yeah. doesn't lose. He's, yeah. he's a bit of a terminator in the boardroom. Yeah, yeah. I have this image. I think there was uh, someone posted an image on Twitter of uh, Levy and it, it, I can't, it's like you got levied I think is the text and his eyes are glowing bright red yeah and whenever I picture him in the boardroom I picture him with bright red glowing eyes yeah um which I think he does have I, I <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me um there must be this kind of like um uh is it Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde yeah yeah it's not Mr. Jekyll and Dr. no it's definitely yeah, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Mr. Hyde. Hyde yeah um I don't really know too much about that story, but um, I feel that like Daniel, like, you know, how he was portrayed in All or Nothing, which mm. obviously is a promotional piece and he's going to, you know, make yeah. himself look good, of course. Mm. But he seems like a very sort of like soft person. Mm. Um, and I don't mean that in a bad way. He just seems very sort of like soft and nice mm. and, you know, um, very sort of happy and lovely. And, oh, anyone wants some tea today? <laughs> Jose, you want a tea while I'm on my way out? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you hear about him negotiating and you hear like, you know, other teams' board members just going like, the worst person we've ever dealt with <laughs> is Daniel Levy. He <laughs> is just the biggest pain in the ass yeah. ever, mm. ever. We will never deal with that club again, all that sort of stuff. So yeah. it's like maybe he's just really good at turning it on um, mm. when he needs to mm. and just, yeah. I guess where we're going is maybe we'll see a deal get done. Maybe, yeah, maybe we will. I mean, I like, and I have thought this all season that he could, like, he surely could play the Lorente. Like, if Lorente was a useful signing for us, Gareth Bale should be like excellent in that similar role to come on late in games. Uh, if we need a goal and scoring a goal. like Well, I guess and for Lorente, who you lovingly call the corpse. The corpse. I love the corpse. Yeah. Oh. So I feel like there's a role for Bale, but it's really just under the wages. Yep. And I think that people would be very, and I mean, people I mean Spurs supporters, mm. overall I think would be pretty happy to have Bale around yep. if he was getting paid a lot less. Mm-hmm. If he was getting paid less than Kane, less than Son, less than Ndombele, all these sort of players, yep. then I think there'd be a very different... Um, you know, feeling about do we bring Bale back? Do we, mm. can we still sort of get something out of him? Mm. But the idea that his wages are just completely astronomical and through the roof, I mm. think that's where it really changes things. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what the corpse was getting paid. I feel like the corpse would have had to be getting paid. A- In bones? <laughs> <laughs> In unicorn blood to keep him alive? <laughs> yeah, just... It's like, yeah, you can just find your payment under, at, underneath the crypt, un- yeah. uh, underneath the stadium. Yeah. I like to think that's where maybe Lorente like slept. Yeah, I hope so. Upside down. Upside down. Yeah. And then just before game day, his eyes just wake, wake up mm. and then he's ready to go. Yeah. And he'll score five goals in the season. Or- yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I look back on his time at Spurs so fondly because I can't remember in recent times us having a a strike, I don't know what, a figure that could come on the field. <laughs> and he did 
produce, you know, in, in big game. I mean, obviously the, you know, the Champions League final against, semi-final against City, um, or was it quarter? Uh, it was the quarter. Quarter, yeah. Because then, then the, the semi was Ajax, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Genius. And, you know, like his presence, uh, he'd come on and, and really help us out. Well, didn't he have a role as well against Ajax in one of the goals? He was sort of lobbed forward. Yes, yeah, he brought the ball down, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh, it's... To play like that, yeah, and it's an older player. Um, puts in when he gets on. Mm-hmm. You don't, you're not really going to expect much from them. No. I don't mind having an older player in the team. Mm. Doesn't really matter what position they are. Yeah, um, just someone that just floats around and just comes on. And they've been around the traps. They know what they're doing. Yeah, and yeah, they feature a few times. Maybe they'll pull out one moment for the season, um, and it just makes you feel good about <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah, on the uh, keeping Bale around and the astronomical wages. Would you take us uh, letting him go wherever he ends up going uh, if it meant that we were able to sign Sabitzer and another player because of the the wages that were then opened up? Or would you rather us keep Bale and maybe not be able to make as good a signing? Like what? where do uh, you sit on that? If it's Sabitzer or Bale, Sabitzer, welcome to Tottenham. Yeah, okay. 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um because I think, like, Bale is definitely a luxury for us now. Yeah. Um, and I do like having him there, mm. um, especially if, if he can just produce a little bit more. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, I know we've started seeing some glimpses mm. um, of what he can do. Mm. Um, it's really tough. Like, I think Bale, I, you have to say, overall is kind of un- underperforming a little bit. Yeah. Um, at the same time, though, he's been out of the squad quite mm. a bit. Yeah. Um, so as much as I want to keep Bale... If we've got a young player like Sabitza who's, uh, to my knowledge, doesn't have a huge injury injury record, no. still quite young, really keen to prove himself, uh, has looked good in the games that I've seen Red Bull beat us in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm all up for that. Yeah. Sweet. So yeah. sorry, Gareth. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> he can go and join Lorente in the crypt. That's, yeah. That's, as far as you're concerned? As, yeah. yeah. What, would, what would you do? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I would shoot Bale into the sun. <laughs> to, um, is it Sabitzer or Sabitzer? Sab- it's Sabitzer. I don't know. Oh, okay. We'll have to we'll research that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll look it up. Yeah. We'll, uh, special episode. Special episode. <laughs> just on from, yeah. Well, I think like Daniel Levy. Is it Daniel Levy? Daniel Levy? Daniel Le- like, You know. Yeah. Maybe we do need a pronunciation episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's That would be great. Yeah, that would actually right, really help me out. We could tee that up then. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> the other uh, piece of Spurs news in the press, which uh, is perhaps maybe the more recent or the or the bigger, depending on uh, what you who you follow, who you like, um, is Kane and uh, his potential exit from Spurs because it has over this international break exploded. Yeah. Oh, uh, where's he going? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. he's finally got to leave. Oh, yeah. Um, and he came out and made comments about how he was just focused on finishing the season with Spurs, playing well at the Euros, and then seeing what happens. And whenever a player says anything like that, that is vague enough that it's like, oh, just focusing on uh, focusing on the games at hand because then you want to, you know, look at your contract when the season's over. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously the press is going to go nuts, and they have. Yeah, um, I feel in general with those sort of things, it's like if you're in a relationship with someone and let's say you're planning to go away on holiday with them and they said to you, yeah, you look, you know, I'm 
looking forward, you know, just the next couple of weeks and then we're going to go away on holiday for a month or so and then, you know, I want to see how I'm feeling about the relationship. Mm. People panic. You'd be like, what? Hang on, wait, yeah, what? Pardon, what does what? that mean? Yeah. Well, what's going on? Mm. Um, and so I think sometimes uh, with players for our teams, we we like put a similar sort of bond on that with them mm-hmm. and it's like, hang on, if they're not 100% you know, committed in every sentence they're saying and saying like, oh, no, I'm with the team for the rest of my life till the end of the career, mm. all that sort of stuff. I think we can very quickly jump on that um, and be critical of it. Yeah. Um, and it's also something that the press, like you're saying, love to just exploit mm. and just blow up way out of proportion every single time a player says something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've also seen like since – our last game against Villa, David Ornstein, my press nemesis, came out and <laughs> and said, um, "I love it. Sorry, I love the idea that you've got a specific press nemesis." Oh yeah, That's- yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is my press nemesis. Um, he, uh, yeah, he came out and said that Kane, he from a source, you know, and, and Ornstein gets sort of held up as this like he's got so many great connections and he knows all this stuff, and and he said, "Yep, through my connections, uh, Harry Kane wants to leave Tottenham." And then like 48 hours later, he came out and was like, Harry Kane is happy with Tottenham and wants to stay there for his whole career. It's like, what? Yeah, I saw those I saw those two quotes as well. Mm. What a seesaw what in a, two days. What does that mean though? Like how can he go from saying, like it's a complete backflip from the most respected journalist. <laughs> Maybe he's trying to cover his tracks and he's going, if I say both things... I'm right either way. Yeah. Ornstein does it again. Also does it again. <laughs> again. <laughs> oh, there so, I go. So he just comments on every single outcome that could happen. Mm. And then when it's right, he can retweet and go, see, told you. Yeah. Told you. Look. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, I, I don't, it's, yeah. I think as well, there's, there's a weird fascination with, um, I agree with what you're saying. There's a weird fascination with Kane leaving. And it almost just seems that like he's, um, if people don't like Spurs, they see it's like Kane has to leave. Kane should leave. He's mm. better than them. He should go. He should all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So there is uh, there's constantly this narrative that like Kane must leave. Kane must leave. All these other professional players, you know, ex players, mm. are saying like Kane needs to leave. Kane needs to leave. Kane should go. Kane should go. Kane should go. Um, it's just it's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I think it's it's so funny to just constantly I guess talk about if a player should leave a team. Mm. Um. I'd understand if Kane came out and said, hey, I'm actually seriously thinking of leaving at the end of the season. Yeah. And then it can be the debate of like, okay, should Kane actually leave? Do you think he should leave? Mm. Yeah, well, he wants to leave, so he should leave. Um, But now it's like he hasn't really changed what he said that much from previous years. No, he hasn't. So he's always kind of been like, hey, if the club matches my ambition, uh, if the club's doing this, if the club is progressing, and I think that's the key thing he said quite a few times, like if if we're still progressing, I'm happy here. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's just so much clickbait of like Kane World. And, and you click in those articles too and it's like sources say. And then in the article it's like sources, yeah. sources say. Mm. And like, it, who? Yeah, and it's written by like staff writer. And yeah. you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, my I saw a fantastic uh, tweet or a thread of tweets that uh, was Sky Sports and Harry Kane in history. And it was like 25 different articles by Sky Sports about um, how Kane should leave, uh, why he deserves to leave, why Tottenham is stopping him, you know, all, the, all that kind of classic stuff that you, you hear out of Sky. And the point that the person made, which I think is 
hilariously conspiratorial, but also um, is that uh, Sky Sports also has Sky Bet, uh, and some of the markets on Sky Bet. Uh, in relation to where Harry Kane will go next, if Harry Kane will leave, when Harry Kane will leave. Uh, And it's fascinating to me that their uh, media company uh, might be contributing to their betting company. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Something seems suspicious there. Yeah, something seems a little bit suspicious there. I think it's a fair link that you're drawing. Yeah. Um, Because, yeah, the more press that goes around about that, people go, oh, yeah, I think he's going to have a pun on that. Well, totally, yeah. I mean, their uh, their source of information is the press, right? And then they use that information to try and make money via it. It's just this horrible closed loop. Like uh, it's like some uh, uh, some 1984 <laughs> <laughs> level stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I it's like, look, this this link has never been pointed out to me before, mm. but I like it, it makes total sense. Yeah. So it's not as conspiratorial as, mm. as you might suggest. Like, yeah. Um, I, I also kind of feel like it's a bit weird in some ways to bet on a player leaving. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not a gambling person no, myself. I, you know, yeah. Um so it just seems weird to go like there's not enough sport to bet on at the moment. Mm. We need to bet on if Carrie Kane is gonna leave the team. Yeah. Like Sky really creating a whole new market there of here are all these stories. Oh, there's a there's a bet you could place on these if you wanted. Yeah. If exactly. you feel like it. Yeah, if you if you perhaps well, I mean there was uh, not as much controversy as I would have thought. There was betting on um, referee behavior earlier in the year and it was sort of like, well, this is a complete conflict of interest because if you're um, betting on the fact that Michael Oliver uh, gives out two red cards or Michael Oliver, you know, like some of them were, you know, like uh, Michael Oliver points at somebody three times in the game. Right. It's like he can access that information. <laughs> he can exploit that. Yeah, he can exploit that. Like he's in control of of those outcomes completely. Yeah. Look, when you first said referee behavior, mm. I don't know why, but I just pictured like behaviors in like, have they been a good boy or not? Uh, <laughs> have so they been a good boy? <laughs> like, which I know I'm saying now it sounds stupid, but yeah. it just was like, will Michael Oliver be good this game or yeah. will he be a bit naughty? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, well, that's a bet I'm going to take yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Is he on Santa's nice list or naughty list this year? <laughs> But then when you when you go into the details, it makes more sense to go. Oh yeah, will he point at someone? Yeah, three times. Mm. I, I that was. I mean, there. Are, I couldn't think of one consistent uh, ref behavior that. Like I think Mike Dean does things that are very Mike Dean esque. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm sure there'd be ones on like is is you know is Mike Dean going to give out a, a red card? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Like is you know are there going to be three yellow cards in this game? Mm. Mm. Um. Yeah, it's a, you know, the world of betting. I guess it's something that, yeah, we haven't jumped into. And no. I'm sure there'd be a lot more things that you could bet on. Yeah. If, if we did look, sort of mm. look into it. Yeah, I'm sure there would. Yeah. I'm sure there would. I remember one season I, I did bet. I put uh, $20 on Spurs to win the league. Um, nice. Well, you came second. So <laughs> uh, great finish. It's not bad. Yeah, pretty good. Um, but also it felt very Spursy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only time I put a bit on Spurs and we got that close. And yeah. then and they're like, oh, no, well, oh, I guess well. my Spurs betting's done. Yeah, Spurs betting, <laughs> done. Um, the other thing in relation to all the Kane rumours is that Manchester City, as of today, came out and said that this is going to be Aguero's last year. And if you think about teams that would have the uh, financial resources 
to put a bid in on Kane, they would be, you know, maybe one of two in the Premier League that could do it. Mm. Um, so that makes things a little bit more interesting. Yeah, that's, it's a little spicy. Yeah. Mm. Um, because there's also, I guess, a train of thought that Man City have done so well this year without a real top-class forward. Yeah. Um, or like a, a real top-class forward performing consistently and, 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 and you know, playing regularly. So you wonder if maybe there's – you hope that they feel like maybe they don't need a Kane mm. in there mm. um, for next season. Like they might be happier to kind of get in a, a younger sort of, you know, less experienced forward or take more of a gamble on a sort of, you know, up-and-coming player. Mm. Um, but I guess I'm trying to just talk myself out of being scared that they are going to come in and just goodbye, Harry. Yeah, yeah. I, I – don't fear Harry going. I mean, obviously I don't want him to go, but I don't fear it going as much as I fear what Steve Hitchin will do with the money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is my fear. Like if we had a really, if we had um, Paul Mitchell and his, you know, his black box in, I would be like, we're going to sign some amazing players. I'm very bummed Harry's gone, but, you know, let's see what happens. But considering Mr. Hitchin is in charge, that terrifies me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree. Like now you say that that is probably the the greatest fear here. Mm. Um because I don't know, last time we signed a sorry, last time we sold a superstar yeah. for a world record fee. Mm. Uh don't know if we spent the money that well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, people did we did we not? <laughs> so I think yeah, out of the seven players that we signed, uh, one <laughs> one worked out really yeah, well. Yeah, one and a half maybe. One and a half. That's great. One yeah, and one half. and a half is good. Yeah. Yeah. Would you? What would you do? If, uh, what would your thoughts be if, like, we did get rid of Harry and then they they tried to split that over, you know, four or five players? I would be furious. Yeah. Yeah, I would be furious. I'd be like, you've done this before. It hasn't worked. It hasn't worked. And yeah. it, it almost feels like, yeah, if if Harry's going. Two two players, maybe three max, but mm. you really have to be bringing in some elite replacements here. Yeah, we can't really be on the on the path to go. Okay, now we need to, you know, use this money to start that rebuild mm. because it just feels like we've still got other players at the club who would yeah. not be so down for staying for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, although it is also probably the inevitable, mm. like that we will need to sell Kane. Yeah, players like as much as I love Son. Mm. It wouldn't surprise me if in a season or two Son starts going, you know what, maybe I want to move. Mm, totally. And go on as well. Yep. Um, players who haven't quite proved themselves yet, like LaCelso and Dombele, those sort of players, mm. um, you know, they're not really going to be banging down the door to leave. Mm. But I think players who are starting to get a little bit older now mm. um, and might not have won anything yet, which is really Kane and Son. Yeah. Um, you can see why they, how they would be in a position where they might be, they really need to win something. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I can't believe we just sold off all that. We sold <laughs> we've everyone. Off, we've sold everyone. Um, we've sold. It's like we're playing football manager. We're like, you know what? For this fun new save, let's just sell everyone and see what happens. Yeah, see what happens. Well, I, I actually um, was wondering if, is there anyone that you think the odds of them leaving is higher than them staying in the off season? Um. Like to put it like that, I think that's a, that's a difficult. Um, mm. It's a difficult question because some players I could see leaving. Like I could see Toby leaving. Mm-hmm. Yep, me too. Um, I could see Hugo leaving. Yep. Um, 
they're probably the two that jump out. Like yep. apart from say Kane and Son hasn't even really had any murmurs about that. So I'm not really that fussed. Mm. I know that he has, he's been reported to be like sort of sitting on a new contract offer for a little while now mm. and, and trying to, but it's still, I don't think that's a huge thing. He's still got a couple of years left in the deal anyway. Yeah. Um, I would say maybe players like yeah Hugo and, and Toby mm-hmm. who are kind of getting on a little bit. Um, they might look for like kind of like similar to Vertonghen for Toby. Like, you know, go play in a league that's maybe not as intense on your aging body. Yeah. Um, you might be able to play a little bit more, still play international football. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Vertonghen goes to Benfica, is still playing in Europe, you know, things like that. Like I could see Toby going off to do something like that. Yeah. Um, I think you mentioned last week, uh, you know, or the week before about Hugo, you know, maybe PSG could be sniffing around for something like that. That would be a move that I think would make sense for him. Yeah. Uh, they're probably the two that jump out. I see. I tried to sort of like brainstorm um, who I who I thought would go. You have given the two, I think, most accurate answers that I, I didn't write them down. What I have actually done, I've realized, is just write a wish list. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so my, so there are very different answers yeah, if it's a wish list yeah, scenario. Exactly, and then, uh, but uh, so I, I wrote, I had winks um, because of mm. um, him, you know, allegedly wanting to leave in the January window to go to Spain. Um, I have, I, th- I think winks is a good call actually. Yeah, because he's someone who's like really not getting in much. So I. I even just on the wish list, of course, but also on the, the potential departures list. I think yep. Winks is definitely on there. Yeah. Yep, cool. That's a good call. Um, I've got Sissoko. Yeah, I think I think a good call, but also I feel like Sissoko could just be the type of guy who'd be keen to hang around. Yeah. And just like, even if he's getting less game time. Mm. Um, but actually, sorry, this is wish list. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, it's good. This, that's good. I, I agree, I think. It, you know, he might just want to hang around. Who knows? But also, I think he's 31 now. Yeah. Um, it feels like, yeah, look, if we sold Sissoko now, it seems mm. like he has dropped off a lot from where he was. Mm. And, you know, a move away again might might suit him. But yeah. he probably won't agitate for a move. No. But if we did sell him, I wouldn't be disappointed at this stage. Yeah. I'll thank him for what he's done. Mm. But, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be too disappointed if he, if he left. Um, I've also written Lucas, but current form. Hang on, wait. You want Lucas to go on? Okay, so wait. That's like Lucas, but current form is what would maybe make him off your wish list. Yeah. Okay. I think you're like current form Lucas is who I want to sell. Well, that's interesting because maybe that is a good idea. It's going to be worth more. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it would be a good time to sell him. Yeah. Like Mm. it's. It's really interesting with him. He's such a specific player. Mm. He's operating really well for us now in such a specific role. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I can see. Like, I don't. To be honest, I don't feel that people will be too disappointed if Lucas did leave. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've also got, um, and I've written this in my own blood, Lamella. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would be devastated on one level for Lamella to go but also so relieved. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it is another one. I actually think you've got a decent wish list here. Mm-hmm. Like there's not really many controversial choices no, that no. you've got on this. There's the next one's controversial. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one is Ali. See, to me, that's not controversial. Oh, no. no. The next one is... 
Harry Kane. No. <laughs> the next one is, what's your favorite player, Dan? Yeah. yeah. Um, how do you think Delhi? Like, I I do agree mm. though that it is controversial to some parts of the fan base for sure. Yeah. But I think it's time for Delhi to go. I think so too. Yep. yep. Um, I would like to see. Uh, from like an experiment point of view, he played such a specific role under Poch and was brilliant. As soon as that role disappeared and we started playing in a different way, Delhi's output uh, drastically reduced. Yeah. Does he need that specific role to excel? Um, and so I'd like to see it another in another club. What happens? Basically, yeah. yeah. It's really, it's really interesting um, because I think as well, given how Harry is playing now and positionally where Harry's playing, you would think that is a position that really suits a player like Delhi, who likes to make those runs from deep and get in late because Kane's leaving a lot of space for runs to come in. Kane's dropping deep, playing those balls through. So you think that that could be like a perfect role for Delhi to play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think like what you're saying, like you know, he's he doesn't seem to. It's so hard to judge him because he's played so so little football as of late and we don't get to see behind the scenes um, as to mm. like what happens in training and what's going on really with everything there. So, look, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think he is, he's a very specific player and mm. he's not going to fit into every team mm-hmm. um, and he's not going to give you just a base level of what a team would want from, you know, more of a, a, a play to just come in. And what I mean by that is like, He's not just going to come into any squad and then just run his gut like yeah. guts out and then start sort of blending in and then kind of trying to like, you know, um, imprint his style yeah. on the game. Um, he's, he's, it seems like he's very sort of specific in how he wants to play and it's not going to be appealing for, you know, a number of managers who like a, a, a super high work rate yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. Um so this week, well, is it this week, just this week, or over the last couple of weeks, we've been doing a few polls on the Twitter. We've been doing some yeah. polls. We've been getting very poll heavy yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we, we decided what we would do, and this is off the back of our uh, last episode where Dad was on and he mm. gave his sort of all-time Spurs team, um, which a lot of people agreed with. There were some people who, who had some uh, a couple of suggested changes. Yep. Uh, so we thought why don't we do one for the younger generation mm-hmm. and kind of cap it at, you know, 2000 onwards. Yep. So it's the Spurs team of the century so far. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The Spurs team of the century. Um, and we have had uh, a, quite a few responses, more than I would expect. Yeah. I yeah. think all up we've had something in the region of about 2,400 votes across Ooh. all the different positions. Yep. Um, which was, a, you know, a great response. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so to clarify as well, you know, this is not necessarily our specific team, mm. as in the one that we have picked. We will mention though at the end of this if there would be any changes that we would make. Yep. Um, but this is, you know, this has been sort of voted by uh, voted by everyone else mm-hmm. um, who's been tuning in. So, yeah. Like, do we? Yeah. Go- yeah. Do you want to kick it off? Yeah, let's kick it off. So the first thing that we wanted to do to, to uh, was to get a formation. Yeah. Now it's it's always difficult to like have all these you know team of the season votes or team of the century or best for the play votes because there are so many different variables that you can work with. Mm. Also, Twitter polls only allow four 
options yeah. and you can't vote for more than one option. Mm. So we had to work within these confines yeah. to try and make this poll. Yeah. So we understand as well if there are any like poll enthusiasts out there mm. who might be thinking like that's not the best way to do it. <laughs> we understand. We yep. understand. Mm-hmm. We've given it a go. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So we started with a formation. Yep. Um, and uh, we uh, – should I read out the options? Should yeah, I go we'll – Yeah, the options. Cool. So um, we had a 442 flat that got 8% of the votes. We had a 442 diamond, uh, which with uh, 10% of the vote, a 433, 20%, and the outright winner, surprise, surprise, 4231 with 62% of the votes. Yeah. Not a surprise at all. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not even remotely. Not even remotely. Um, yeah. And I think as well, the, the diamond was something as well that like Rednap loved. Of course. He loved playing that mm. um, as well when we had, you know, either an Adebayor or a Crouch or um, so. <laughs> Big man up top, like yeah. that sort of player, and then a, a sort of small forward off it. So it's kind of like we've tried to pick these formations of based on what Spurs might have played, you know, over the last sort of 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's no real surprise that like 4-2-3-1, especially what we've been playing, you know, um, you know, that's the most recent one, especially for the last few seasons. Yep. Um, yeah. Cleaned up. Cleaned up. Absolutely cleaned up. cleaned up. So that also meant that in our squad, and that changes, you know, who's mm. actually going to end up making the team. Yeah. Because you have... Uh, you only have one forward then. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that later, but surprise, surprise who that was. Yeah. Um, so Vincent Janssen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so first up, we have goalkeeper. Uh, look, some of these positions, we weren't that surprised no. um, with, with who ended up coming in. Mm. Um, it also sort of shows in a sense that uh, some votes were quite lopsided. Some were a little bit closer, mm-hmm. but... It either means we've had some absolutely exceptional players over the last 20 years that are just untouchable or we've had a lot of players who haven't been that great and haven't been able to challenge the good ones. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, I think it might be the the second option. (laughs) (laughs) I think it might. Yeah. Um, So, you know, surprise, surprise again. Um, Like I, I don't even know if I should breathe through. Like the disparity in votes for the goalkeeper is... Is so huge. No, it's it's really yeah. only you know second place is Paul Robinson. Yeah, from you know early two thousands, mm-hmm. um, who still holds a you know a nice place among Spurs fans. I think also in part for the goal that he scored. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so he gets <laughs> he's yeah. got fourteen percent of the vote for that. Yeah, well done, Paul. Uh, and then of course first place is Hugo Lloris with eighty three percent of the vote. Yeah. yeah, it's not a huge surprise there. You know, he's mm. been here for sort of seven eight years now, uh, club captain. Um, and also on his day, legitimately one of the best keepers going around. Absolutely. Um, I, I, to be honest, I thought Gomez, Herelia Gomez might've gotten a few more votes. Yeah. Um, he was either incredible, mm. like had these incredible shot stopping moments where his absolutely gigantic go, go gadget arms <laughs> just, they just like came out of nowhere and just pulled off incredible saves. But then he also had these absolute howlers. Mm. where he would just come out flapping around mm. for a cross, not get anywhere near it. Um, or he'd get like a shot would get hit to him and go through his arms. Yeah. Um, such an interesting player. Um, had a very good season for us though when we qualified for the Champions League um, for mm. the first time. And I think a lot of fans remember the blunders with him more than, more than anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's no surprise. Hugo. <laughs> Hugo. Yeah. Hugo clearly there. Yeah. Um, and so uh, going from the back line uh, forward, the next one we've got is uh, the right back, 
Um, and this one, uh, similar stats, <laughs> similar, similar stats, um, which is pretty predictable given the right back situation <laughs> that we've had. Um, do you want to? Yeah, yeah. So I think we've, we've always kind of been a bit hopeful with when players have replaced other players. So yep. for example, when Trippier, um, started playing in that season where Kyle Walker was still around, um, there were a lot of people saying like, you know, I think Trippier is better than yeah. Kyle Walker anyway. He's got a better cross on him, gets more assists, he's more solid defensively, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Turns out then that Trippier, um, whilst not being a bad fullback, yeah. not the world beater that we thought he was mm. until he goes to Atletico and then apparently is. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's Kyle Walker with 89% of the vote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no real surprises there. Uh, Stephen Carr was a bit of a fan favorite again, early, early two thousands. And he got some votes there too. Um, Vedran Choluka, who was actually very solid as a right back, um, sort of, you know, in the Harry Redknapp era, uh, did waddle around a lot. Wasn't really that athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a little bit of a penguin just, <laughs> just flopping around there. But I think, you know, he was, he was quite solid when we had, you know, our sort of like heavy Croatian contingent, yeah. um, in that team. But it's really, it's no surprise that Carl, <laughs> like it's Carl Walker by an absolute landslide. Yeah. Absolute landslide. And then uh, moving on to, um, oh, this is the first choice um, center back. Uh, this <laughs> again, first choice. This is interesting though. I found, found this more interesting because uh, Ledley King absolutely walked it with 83% of the vote. And then your other options Alderville and Vertonghen both got 8% each with Dawson coming in with 1%. I thought for a first choice centre-back, this would be so much closer. than it. Obviously, Ledley is a legend. Yeah. But I did think it would be a little bit closer than it was. Yeah, I, I agree as well. Yeah. Like it's surprising that I think Ledley got 83% of the vote. I guess we just all know how good Ledley was and how how much better even he could have been without yeah. all the injuries too. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, you know, you just think that there would be some like, you know, Vertonghen and Alderweireld stands out there who would be like, yeah, no, come on. Like the guy at Ledley was injured. It's got to be be the Belgians Mm. Um, and do that. And so, yeah, it was Ledley by an absolute landslide. Absolute landslide. And I guess why why for the centre-backs we did the first choice um, is because apart from, say, those four, we haven't really had any other centre-backs really that like sort of would warrant being in the vote. Mm. Like Dyer's not going to be in <laughs> anywhere near this vote. Yeah. Sanchez is not going to be anywhere near there. No. Uh, Ronan is not going to be anywhere near there. No. Um, some of the older players we had, like we had some other players, like, you know, like Dean Richards and stuff, mm-hmm. who like, again, a bit of a fan favorite, but on a t- as a technical defender, not on the same level yeah. um, as any of these. So we kind of thought, you know, instead of trying to split it up by positions, we wanted like to go, all right, who's the, who's the best and then who's the second best? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so on with the second best one. Um, it was still relatively close in some ways, mm. um, but Jan Vertonghen got 59%. Yes. Uh, over Toby's uh, 35%. Yes. And Dawson still can't catch them with 6%. Yeah. <laughs> Made up 5%. Well done, uh, yeah. Dawson. <laughs> um, I think Dawson's legacy at the club is so damaged by the last year or two that he was here when he just his legs had just completely gone. Yeah. Um, and he was so slow and then, you know, like not very good on the ball and it was just a huge liability basically every time he played. Uh, I agree with you. And I think that that's a good point because there are some other players in this lineup too, which I think benefit from 
having some shorter stints at the club. Mm. Um, and then I think it's very easy when you have a player who's been there for so many years, because I think Dawson was 10 years all up. Yeah. Um, it's easy to remember them at the very end of the career mm. and kind of that can skew your um, skew your thoughts of them a little bit. Yeah. So they weren't this huge, big superhero that you thought they were. Mm. They're kind of like, <laughs> you know, they've slowed down a lot. They're, they're becoming a bit of an old man. Mm. And so you kind of then take them down a few pegs. Yeah. Um, in that. And I think Ledley avoids that because he was just injured. So, mm. <laughs> and he would yeah. play so well even when he was injured. So yeah. he kind of avoids that. Um, but yeah, that's our first choice centre back pairing is uh, Leather King and Yamatongan. Yep. And then we uh, move on to left back. Uh, and very pleased about this uh, with 83% of the a vote, uh, my King, Danny Rose. Danny Rose. Yeah. Danny, Danny Rose. Danny Rose. He's a player that, although, you know, like he, his performances really sort of dropped while he was still, I mean, he's still at the club, but. Um, <laughs> it doesn't feel like it's yeah. been that way for a little while. Um, uh, they dropped off. I only remember him for his excellent performances. Um, you know, especially during that time when he was playing with, with Walker on the opposite side. Um, yeah. Uh, oh. Just brilliant. Well, that, yeah, that, um, when those two were flying up and down the wing, legitimately the two of the top fullbacks in, in the world at that time. Mm. And I think we just had such a scary attack when we had them going up and down, up and down, up and down. And it feels like we've never really recovered from that since, since I was going to say since selling both of them, but yeah. since condemning Danny to just train with the kids yeah, um, and selling Kyle, like we've, we've lost that, like, Maybe someone like Rayon can develop into that if he's mm. once he becomes like a little bit more um, defensively sound and and I think when he sort of you know learns a bit more of like when to go forward, when to drop back, when to do that. Mm. But that energy that he has is great. It's a bit yeah. reminiscent of them. Mm. But down the right, we don't have anyone like that. No. And I think we've if we could only have those two fullbacks in their prime back in this like team, mm. even with all the other things that we've talked about that we want to fix in the team, mm. um, like our current squad then we'd be looking at a very different team. Absolutely. And I think it shows how how crucial and how good Danny Rose and Carl Walker were when they were actually at their peak. Mm, mm. I, I think on uh, Region, he's made such an impression on me uh, thus far that I wanted him to be an option in this poll uh, <laughs> just because of how he plays and maybe, you know, it is reminiscent of, you know, those energetic um, fullbacks that we have had in the past, but also because he is the opposite of meat and potatoes, Ben Davies. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, look, look. I mean, you'd be happy here. So Ben Davies got two percent of the vote, whereas Lee, Leon Pio got four percent. Um, <laughs> ben Davies uh, been a servant of the club, played uh, you know almost two hundred thirty games. Yep. Um, Lee played ninety three. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, in some ways, both of them like good, just honest players. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, Region could have slid in instead, and maybe would have gotten more votes than Davies. Yeah. Um, in there. I do like that um, Asuo uh, Koto got 11%. Yeah. Because that's like, he's a bit of a cult hero. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's yeah. nice to see, like, his interviews used to just be so great. I loved, you know, yeah. he's so sick of like, oh, it's just a job for me. I don't care about this. Yeah. I drive a smart car. <laughs> yeah. I live in a small apartment. I do all this. And it's like, yeah. great. Like, he actually seems like more down to earth than a lot of other players. Yeah, totally. Um, but also, when he was playing well, he had a few seasons there where he was a wonderful left back. Mm. Mm. Um, and had a lot of like grit and determination and, and was quite solid there. So it's nice to see him getting some points 
too. Yeah. Interesting to note as well, the poll that actually got the, the most votes out of everything was the left-back poll mm. with almost 350. Yeah, right. So I think people really wanted to make the point yep. of Danny Rose should not be forgotten about. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I'll never forget him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love him. I love his interview style. He just is so outspoken um, and also is very vocal about lots of very cool issues. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it's like the only interview that I'm – not that happy with him for was the first like really outspoken one he gave when he was oh, in, he'd been yeah. injured for so long mm. and I think that was the I know my worth I'm gonna get it yeah and it was just like dude the timing of this you've been out for so long yeah and it was like the week before the season started mm. it's like just timing of this is not great yeah it was not good you know? <laughs> yeah that was not good <laughs> that's not great but yeah. you're right he has been uh you know very outspoken a lot of, about a lot of like mental health issues mm. and those sort of things so mm. um. Yeah, I think sometimes Danny gets a bit of a bad rap. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Spurs legend. Yeah, yeah. I, I know, like, it was very uncomfortable to watch, but in the uh, Amazon doco, when um, he he said to Mourinho, you're picking the same back four every week and they're shipping goals. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why aren't you changing them? And, like, it felt, yeah, like I said, it felt, you're kind of watching it being like, oh, but... He was he was right. <laughs> like that was happening at that at that time. Oh, he's got a point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's still happening. Yeah. Um, I, I just I just think sadly for Danny, even when he was piping up, then he had definitely lost it mm. in terms of like his um, footballing ability. Yeah, had yeah. gone south quite dramatically. Mm. Um, yeah. Which is just a sad thing that like he's had a, a bit of a drop off there. Mm. But it also seems like a player again who was you know based on having a lot of pace. Mm. Um, as that starts to go and you start slowing down a bit. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, the game catches up to you a bit and you can't really do the things that you used to do so well. Mm. Um, like, as he was so good at like um, pushing teams back and like um, getting defenders on the back foot, getting around, getting getting forward, getting cro- like he was, he kind of had everything. Mm. Um, and he's just kind of, yeah, he's, he's lost it here. But again, been here for I think 13 years. Wow. Yeah. I would love to, before we move on, if anyone who's listening to this, was one of the 2% of people that voted for Ben Davies. Could you please uh, write to the podcast uh, via email or on Twitter and explain to me why? (laughs) Explain to me why. Um, I would just love to know. Uh, As Dan said, servant of the club, but why (laughs) did you vote for him? This is also something like uh, the real reason for this poll is actually so Barney can find out who are the fans who like the players that he hates. Yeah. (laughs) And we'll personally target them. Yeah. <laughs> Reveal yourselves. Reveal please. yourselves. Um, uh, next, we had our first spot uh, in our midfield pivot. Um, and this um, was, is this the biggest landslide? I think this is this is the biggest landslide of the whole, uh, well, both, I mean. Both, oh, both midfielders both are. Both midfielders are. Yep. Um, <clears throat> the difficult thing with the midfielders was trying to break them up. Mm-hmm. Um, again, uh, if if Twitter allowed us to have you know eight eight options in a poll and you could pick a couple of them and then that'd be all easy, but yep. we had to split them up some way. Um, but so the first one was between Musa Dembele, Musa Sissoko, uh, Scott Parker, and Sandro. Yeah. Um, and with ninety percent of the vote, uh, Musa Dembele. <laughs> Musa Dembele. Um, imagine. Her, <laughs> I wish I could have said Musa Sissoko. <laughs> um, obviously Dembele, like you know, Spurs fans, I think are very um, 
protective of his time at the club and, and what it was and felt that he was um, not celebrated for the player that he was. And I am one of those fans. I think he uh, was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I just, the way that he could, you know, how powerful he was, the way he could move the ball, um, how good he was uh, with his passing uh, in that midfield area. Yeah, brilliant. I think as well with, with Dembele, like just how easily he got past players, mm. um, which I think is why a lot of people now compare Ndombele yeah. to like, okay, well, finally we've got someone who can actually break the press. Mm. I think there's a YouTube video called Is There Any Point to Pressing Musa Dembele? Uh, and it's got some great clips of him there. Like he just, he'd hold anyone off the ball. He wouldn't be quite as, say, I guess like um, fancy as Ndombele, mm. um, but he just the way he would just drop the shoulder and just turn and just go just swerve past players was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and you always had whenever players were interviewed, who's the best player you played with, who's the best player you played with. Yep. So many are always throwing up yeah. Dembele. Mm-hmm. Um so he I mean, he has to be there. Again, a player who, if he didn't have as many injuries, would have played quite a few more games for us. Yeah. And I think we would have held on to him for a bit more. Mm. Uh, and a lot of people argue that we should have held on to him for a bit more, even though he was starting to decline. Yeah. And he could play more of a role even coming into the team sporadically. Mm. And I think now, like, I I wouldn't mind an injured Dembele, like yeah. popping off the bench every now and then or yeah. playing the odd game. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> I'd so, love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's also, you know, players like Sandra, again, another like fan favorite in a way, but just got too injured. Yeah. <laughs> um, Scott Parker as well. Like I, he, you know, he won player of the season um, mm. and he was only with us for two years. I think if we had him for a couple more seasons, maybe he might've gotten, gotten more votes. Yeah. Uh, Sissoko as well. He's, I'm surprised that he didn't get more than 1%. Yeah. Well, um, that's harsh. It's harsh, but I, it's also compared to Dembele. So mm. that kind of makes sense. Um. Other similar players that we kind of, uh, you know, want to give special mentions to, uh, we've got Victor Wanyama, yep. Wilson Palacios, Didier Zakora, Stefan Freund, mm-hmm. uh, Freund fan favorite as well. Um, but a lot of those players, like I, I think, you know, Palacios, um, he was, you know, similar to Sandra in a sense of like this really hard tackling defensive midfielder. But then obviously, unfortunately, what happened with Palacios' brother. Yeah. Um, where I think he was sort of held hostage and then, and then killed and then, mm. you know, Obviously, that's going to have a huge effect, yeah, um, on a player. And then uh, I think Palacios, yeah, he sort of wasn't really the same sort of player since um, after that. But then mm. he went off to I think Stoke, and you know, still still played a few seasons. But um, you know, I think if we had like a if we changed upon did like a good bloke eleven, yeah, I think it would be a lot more closer with like who's yeah. actually going to get through. Yeah, totally. That might be a good one to do. <laughs> good, bloke I think that's 11. good. The yeah. good bloke eleven. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess moving on to the next mm. uh, next player in our pivot. Um, Luka Modric, uh, Tom Huddleston, Jermaine Janis, Michael Carrick. Uh, Barney. The winner with 94% of the votes, Luka Modric. Um, I guess that was always going to happen. Um, you know, he is one of the best midfielders, you know, to almost ever play at the club. Uh, an absolutely phenomenal player who, I mean, I don't know how to, like, it's difficult to describe him like I, he just like is complete you know and we've seen since he's left Spurs how brilliant you know he continues to be definitely yeah. um you know and he played you know 159 games scored 17 goals there was a there were some criticisms about him of like he doesn't score enough mm. um to sort of lead the team but realistically it was probably more of a case of um you know if he's a world-class player in his position 
And if he's playing in a world-class team like at Madrid, mm. he doesn't have to score that much yeah. because everyone else around is doing that. Mm. So I think that was just the one criticism that we, when we had him was that there were a couple of, you know, he didn't often, so he didn't always rise to sort of big games and sort of dominate. Mm. But I think that was also more about just the rest of the team that we had. Yeah. Because um, yep. he's a generational talent, uh, won the Ballon d'Or, like, mm. you know, yeah. he's a, I take it back. I yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, Tom Huddlestone with 1%, uh, uh, Jermaine Genus with 2% and Carrick with 3%. Um, yeah. So, wow. Yeah. And I know a lot of people do like Carrick and there are a couple of comments that said, hey, if Carrick and Modric were separate, I would have voted for Carrick and Modric. Mm. Um, Carrick only played a couple of seasons for us. Yeah. And he was, I think he was definitely a rising talent at that time. Yeah. But realistically, man, you got the best of him mm. because he was there for, like, I think, like 12 years. Mm. Um, and he was probably the first player in that sort of era that we sold to like a Man U or like, you know, we sold a top player onto another team that we were trying to compete with or trying to catch. Yep. Um, cause I remember when Carrick got sold, that like was a bit painful at the time mm. when it happened. Um, a good, very good player, but I mean, yeah, the midfield, it, it's gotta be Dembele and Modric. Yeah. Yeah. No questions. Next, um, is uh, this one I found uh, very interesting. It's the um, <laughs> attacking uh, midfielder slot uh, in our four-two-three-one. I think this is probably the most controversial selection of the whole team. Yep. Um, not saying I don't agree with it, but mm. I think this is the one that's probably uh, would encourage the most debate. Yep. So uh, the options for voting were Christian Eriksen, Deli Alley, uh, Van der Vaart and Poyet. And uh, the winner... On 59% of the votes was Van der Vaart. Ericsson close behind on 38%. Uh, Ali on 2% and Poye on 1%. Yeah. So interesting. Very interesting. Um, I would have thought that Delhi might have gotten a few more votes mm-hmm. um, because a couple of seasons ago he was a world beater. Yep. Um, but obviously recent form mm-hmm. I think is, plays a big influencing factor totally. um, in this. Um, but then... So I think it's really interesting when you look at Ericsson and Van der Vaart. Mm. So Van der Vaart was with us for two seasons, uh, played 77 games, scored 28 goals. Wonderful player. Yeah. Excellent player. Mm-hmm. Um, again, probably in good bloke 11. He's probably the captain of the good bloke 11. Yeah, probably is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. um, and he still speaks about Spurs like all the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, he seems to really love the club. And he he's often said he regrets leaving mm. and he should have stayed for a few more seasons. Um, but then you do have someone like Ericsson. Played 305 games for the club. Yep. Uh, 69 goals. Yep. Uh, over seven years and a whole bunch of more assists mm-hmm. as well. Um, that's to me the interesting one. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, and again, yeah, I, I I don't know. I I would have thought that Ericsson probably would have just edged that. Yeah. Yeah. I was very surprised. I thought Ericsson would. I mean, I would pick Ericsson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he is a phenomenal player and, and maybe that result was affected by the way that he left the club or the way maybe the club handled his exit yeah. uh, rather. Um, because that whole he, situation. Yeah, yeah, was just gross. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. Like, you know, he said, oh, I want to move on to other things and it was like he was very sort of diplomatic about it but it's like, well, maybe don't, <laughs> yeah. don't say that. And it just, yeah, really soured. And, you know, the club didn't move him on. Um, no. And his performances dropped. Hugely. Massively. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. But 
you know, the people have spoken and it's Van der Vaart. Yeah, people have spoken and it's Van der Vaart. So what did you do? Which is good. Look, if it, if Gus Poyet, like I'm I'm happy that at least one person voted for Gus Poyet <laughs> yeah. in the poll. Yeah. Um, because you know he actually he he did all right for us for a few seasons. You know, eighty two games, eighteen goals. Um, uh, and you know went on to be assistant coach for a while and and that sort of thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I maybe more in the cult hero sort of um category. Um, but yeah, Delhi Delhi savage with only two percent. Savage, yeah, um, absolutely savage. So yeah, so next up we have the wingers, and again with the wingers we found it difficult to split them into two. Positions because often, uh, you know, wingers can switch, um, mm-hmm. especially modern players. Yeah. They are used to sort of playing on the right, playing on the left, mm-hmm. even switching mid-game to mix it up. Yeah. Also being able to play through the middle mm-hmm. and have different roles. So we found it difficult to go like who's a left winger, who's a right winger in this. Yeah. Um, yep. So we just split it by just putting them all together. Putting them together, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we had for winger one, um, the options were Gareth Bale, Son, Lennon, and Lamella. Uh, and this one was a little bit tighter than some of our others. Gareth Bale took it out with 57% of the vote. Son coming in with 37% of the vote. Lennon with 4% and Lamella with 2%. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Not so surprising. Not so surprising. We were going to do a second winger if, you know, if everyone had, say, picked Bale or Son as their first choice. We yep. would have done a second one having... You know, Son, Lennon, Lamella, and someone else, maybe like Simon Davies or someone like that. Yep. Um, but because, you know, Gareth Bale 57 and Son on 37, we thought that's pretty clear that these are the two. Mm-hmm. And there's no real argument there, I don't think. Like no. Lennon, again, a player who played 364 games for us mm. over 10 seasons. Mm. Um, he'd probably feel a bit unhappy about being left out. But mm. he just, despite how good he was, he was never on the same level as... Um, Bale and Sod. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Lennon had all the pace in the world. Sometimes mm. his decision-making wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he he probably didn't score quite enough goals um, from the position that he was as well. Yeah. So, I mean, it's got to be Bale and Sod all day. Yeah, it's got to be. And um, to those that voted for Lamella, thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad he got that too. The 2%. Yeah. Thank you to... Uh, Thank you. Thank you to those who who voted there. And the honourable mentions we had there were Simon Davies, who was player of the season in 2002. Yeah. Uh, NASA Chadley. Hilarious. <laughs> we just had to include the Chad yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah, you have to include the Chad. Yeah. Uh, Darren Anderson, although he was realistically, he's a 90s player for Spurs. Yeah. Um, playing most of his career at Spurs in the 90s. Uh, and then Steve Malbronk is, just wanted to give another winger a shout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then we had uh, the next option, which was um, the centre forward. And obviously th- this one was a little bit different because uh, you would assume that the number one option is going to be Harry Kane. Uh, so we just – we did assume that. That uh, would have been the most pointless it would, vote yeah. in the history of voting. Yeah. If we put up Kane against anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, you know, what about, uh, what about uh, Adebayor? And, <laughs> um, so the options in uh, in this poll, minus Kane not being in it because he would obviously be the first choice centre forward, uh, Adebayor, Defoe, Berbatov and Robbie Keane. Uh, and the winner by 3% on 38% of the vote is Defoe with Berbatov just behind on 35%, Keane 25%. And Adebayor coming in with that sweet, sweet 2%. Yeah. 
Um, we kind of felt, okay, look, Adebayor, he scored 42 goals for us in 113 games. Yep. Pretty good return. Mm-hmm. Also, Arsenal legend. Yep. Um, also, you know, uh, was a bit of a mercenary. Yep, um, totally. And, you know, when he first came to us, we were all like, okay, yeah, fine, Adebayor, we'll take him. He's scoring. Mm-hmm. Then when he stopped playing as well, we were like, go away. Yeah. <laughs> Stop collecting money for doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just had to include him. Because, like, out of the recent, like, you know, in terms of the quality of the strikers we've had, mm. I think that's something that this sort of over the last 20 years we've struggled a little bit with, mm-hmm. even though we have had some some great players like Defoe, Berbatov, and, and Kane. Um, and then you obviously Kane. But then outside of those, it's like there's not that many sort of, like, superstars there. Mm. Um, but, yeah, Jermaine Defoe and Robbie Keane, actually very similar in terms of, like, the amount of goals that they scored um, and their strike rates. Very, very similar there. Um, Keane played nine, nine seasons for us, Defoe 11. So they mm. were around for quite a while. Mm. Um, on their day, both of them brilliant players. Both of them, though, probably also needed a player next to them to yep. really get the best out of them. Absolutely. Um, Berbatov didn't play, he only played two seasons. Mm. Uh, left, um, okay, Berbatov like left in not the best way either, where he like refused to play. Yeah. But also somehow Berbatov has seemed to like, avoid being like um hated for mm, that like yeah. it seems like now people still like remember Berbatov for all his like touches and mm. some of the brilliant goals he scored and he still comments now on on Tottenham and whatnot and yeah. I think he also draws art which he puts up on his Instagram a lot yeah um but for some reason Berbatov like we don't hate him for uh for for saying I want out of here I'm not going to play yeah and do that but mm. um there we go to me like he Berbatov is one of my favorite players ever because he just, you know, I mean, like his whole thing was like, is this guy even trying? And then he would just slot a ridiculous goal or do a ridiculous touch or a great pass. And then the whole time through his professional career, he never gave up smoking. Like <laughs> like just such a wild card figure. Yeah. Yeah. I think he had the bad boy vibe going for him, yeah. but not bad boy in the sense of like actually you know, in trouble with the law, like outside mm. of the game, but just that bad boy, like doesn't really care. Mm. And you just want him to care so much more about yeah. the team and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's like, you know, smoking leather jacket style. Yeah. Sort of <laughs> rocking up to the ground on a Harley, that sort of, yeah, that sort of vibe. Yeah. Um, so there we go. Defoe, but that was a, that was relatively tight overall Defoe, Berbatov and, and Keane. Yeah. Um, so next up we have the, the manager. Yes. Controversial. Uh, controversial. Um, so the options we had were uh, Jose Mourinho, Mauricio Pochettino, Harry Redknapp, Martin Yol. Uh Special mentions. We'll get, we'll get, we'll get those out of the way. Um, AVB. Because uh, at the time, he got the Premier League uh, record points for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a couple of seasons, but, you know, didn't leave uh, on the best of terms either. No. Uh, didn't leave us in a good position. And one day Ramos, uh, who uh, we have to throw him in there because we did win a League Cup with him. But also... Yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> and do you remember the start of that season? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Horrific. Horrific. So they're not on the poll, but, you know, we'd, we'd, we'll mention them in mm. case there's, again, a, a Ramos stand out there going, well, who won the last cup? Yeah, it was Ramos. It was so, Ramos. Yeah. Um, and uh, somewhat unsurprisingly, the winner of uh, the manager uh, is Pochettino with 74% of the votes. Um, and then coming in second, quite a while back, uh, Redknapp with 14%. Mourinho got 10% and then Martin Yol with 2%. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's um, it's not surprising. Nope. Uh, very glad that it is Pochettino because uh, in terms of the transformation, um, you know, you could argue as well, like, you know, um, you know, Yol got us to, I think, two fire, fifth place finishes in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry obviously got us into Champions League. Yep. Um, so, you know, th- they they did great things um, for that team. Mm. Um, especially as well, like the, the run we went on under Renap in Champions League as well was very fun and exciting. Yeah. Um, too. So, but, you know, Pochettino was there the longest out of all of them. Um, and you really kind of felt that if Pochettino had a little bit more backing in the transfer market, yeah, uh, just getting a couple of crucial extra signings, mm. um, you know, I mean, the, the guy got us to the Champions League final. Mm. The guy got us the second in the league. Mm. Um, the guy got us the... Uh, the the two season title, if they uh, oh yeah, if they started the points <laughs> in March and then ended them in November, yeah. you know, like yeah, which I love whenever that stat comes up and then it's like you know if Spurs like if they did two seasons combined points total, Spurs would have won. Yeah, like yep, yeah. doesn't work like that. Mm, but that's, they don't do that. That's so, accurate. Yeah, so it has to be Pochettino. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like though the outrage that some people were like, why is Mourinho even on this? Yeah. Uh, but then you had 10% who voted for him as, yeah, as being better than Poch. Um, so there you go. The, la- the last uh, thing that we need to work out was the captain, of course. Yeah. Uh, and this, uh, hang on, I've got to bring it up on my, on my screen. Actually, while I do that, I wonder, I have a, a theory that we won't know the answer of until uh, Pochettino manages at a few more clubs uh, and is there for an extended period of time. But post uh, Pochettino's uh, reign at the club. We've seen uh, several players uh, under his tuition, under his coaching, uh, mainly in defense. Well, Vertonghen, Alavield, uh, Rose, uh, actually Ericsson, Ali, um, who else is still here? But all of them, uh, Lamella, maybe not so much, but all of them have had significant drop offs at the same time that Pochettino sort of had a drop off. And with with the centre backs, it, you know, might correlate more with the fact that they are just aging, but they have seemed to age quicker than um, maybe other centre backs. You know, that that would be around for longer. So I wonder whether the the pressing and the the double trainings actually shortened those players' careers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say I could see you going two ways with that comment. Either mm. it was gonna be like, you know, oh the play, you know, their dad's left and they've mm. lost all their confidence and they've gone down, or did he just exhaust them? Yeah, for so long. Mm. Um, oh, you know, I think it's a, it's probably uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a valid point. And you you hear again, who knows what's true and what's not true, but you do hear reports that towards uh, the end of Pochettino's um, reign that some of the older players were not quite as bought. They had. They weren't sold on his methods anymore. Yeah. And they thought, you know what? These double sessions a day, not really doing it for me now. Mm. We haven't won anything in four or five years. I'd rather not do this. I'm getting old. Mm. I prefer to just like rock up, do one training, go have a shower, then play FIFA or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's it's interesting. It's, yeah, whether they've got like this, you know, accumulated fatigue of playing under Pochettino um, or if they just haven't felt the same uh, f- same love from Jose. Yeah. Can uh, you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult to imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, Pochettino is so demanding mm. as a manager. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he's, you know, in all the teams that he has managed, he's really thrived when he has had young players who will run through a brick wall for him. Yeah. And will do whatever he says and will, you know, 
have that energy to do it. Yeah. Have that youthful energy. Spring. To do it. That yeah. spring. Yeah. Um, I think too, once you do get a bit older, um, I don't necessarily blame these players for not wanting to buy into that system because they're also starting to think of the longevity of their careers. Mm. And they know, cool, if we play a, a, you know, a, a slower tempo and we don't do as much training and we do this, we might be able to play for a few more seasons and get some more of that cash. Yeah, <laughs> that cash. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> sorry for that diversion. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's worth mentioning because it's, it's probably had an effect on, you know, on what's happened here. And I'm mm. sure as well, if we did this poll a few years ago when Potch was in charge, there would also be some probably different results yeah. uh, that might come up too. I think so too. So... Uh, for the captain of the team of the century, uh, 2000s onwards, um, the options were Hugo Lloris, uh, Ledley King and Harry Kane. And the winner with 72% of the vote, Ledley King, uh, followed by Harry Kane with 22 and Lloris with six. Yeah. Yeah. So not too surprising with Ledley getting no. uh, 72%, but... I was a bit surprised that Hugo got six and, and Harry got 22. Yeah, so did I. Um, I got quite surprised by that. Yeah. Um, and like we've we've had other discussions about like the leadership qualities and who, you know, who would represent a sort of a good, uh, you know, a better captain out of mm. what we have. Um, and yeah, 6% for Hugo, current captain, been captain for a few seasons. Yeah. Um, we know Harry's captained a lot of games as vice captain, you know, mm-hmm. vice captain. And then when Hugo's been out, he's captained a lot of times, but yeah. Uh, yeah, look, I, I'm glad that, that Ledley is so far out in front. Yeah. Because um, he's like, you know, he's the, out of all the players we've discussed uh, in, you know, dad's all-time Spurs 11, mm-hmm. really the, I think the ones that he mentioned, he had he had Kane in there, he had Ledley in there, and I think he might have put uh, Vertonghen. Oh, he had Alderweireld oh, so Vertonghen. Alderweireld yeah. in there. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, as well. So... Yeah, it's like it seems like Ledley King seems to be a bit of a generational mm-hmm. player that the the older sort of Spurs fans um, they remember him. The younger Spurs fans, um, even ones that started going for Spurs after King, King has sort of dropped off, they still know who he is and they know about his legacy and they know about his you know never getting a yellow card. They know about his injuries. They know about all the yeah. amazing things he's done. They know about him being a one club player. Mm-hmm. They know about him still <laughs> hanging around and like coaching the defense now. And yeah. uh, some people start to question <laughs> if he's been coaching them or not, but yeah. regardless, um, you know, absolute club legend. And it's great to see him wearing the armband. Mm. Um, so yeah, look with that team, we're going to uh, also put this up on our Twitter as yep. well. And we've got some subs, which were made up from the votes too. And we're going to put that up on the, um, on Twitter um, at, uh, at a bit Spursy. Mm-hmm. So if you check that out, you'll be able to see the the, the team in full in all their glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did mention earlier that we would comment on if there's any players that we would change from yep. this team, and you know we'd also love to hear your thoughts. Like if you if you do see this uh, see this post and you would make any changes, please let us know on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Barney, what changes would you make to this team? The only change that I would make would be slotting Ericsson in for Van der Vaart. That's it. Other than that, exactly the same. How about yourself, Dan? I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm 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 with you on that. And it's it Vandervaart getting in, it's not something that like I'm I'm still happy with him getting in oh, because yeah. like, you know, and he was so great. And like, you know, us buying a player from Madrid. Mm. It was something that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, and so I'm I'm happy with him being in there, but de- I, I definitely think that Ericsson, um just based on his performances, based on, you know, um, 
you don't always want to just take things back to the stats. Yeah. Look at it that way. But um, based on sort of everything that Ericsson did contribute over the whole period that he was at the club, um, I would have Ericsson in there yeah. ahead of Van Yep. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, again, no shade on Van at all. Like, no, not at all. Yeah. And I mean, like we've said too, when we, at some stage in the future, we will do the good bloke 11. Mm-hmm. Um, and Van Vaart was probably going to just absolutely storm that one. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I think he will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, captain, vice captain. Yeah. yeah. Every position. Yeah. And go from there. Um, so yeah, it was fun putting that together mm. and and seeing, like, obviously, you know, we're, we're on the younger side of the fans. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's, there's obviously a lot of fans younger than us. Like, <laughs> Let's be realistic. I'm here. the youngest fan. <laughs> <laughs> the youngest ever Spurs fan. I'm the fan. youngest ever Spurs fan. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, it's interesting to be able to talk about like, you know, uh, the greatest team from players that we have actually been able to watch week in, week out. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rather than, you know, we're not going to argue with dad over his, you know, putting Cyril Knowles in at left back. No. Because we haven't seen Cyril Knowles no, play. Yep. So, um, you know, it's nice to be able to put it into that perspective and, and not just get caught up in a debate of, you know, having an older fan saying, oh, this player from the 80s was so much better than this player recently. Mm. Um, and the game changes so much. Exactly. Over, like yeah. these eras that it often can be really difficult to c- kind of compare players across. You know, you can't really compare a player that's playing now to a player who's playing in the 60s. Yeah. Um, totally. So, yeah, it's been nice doing this and and fun seeing that um, pretty much everyone agrees. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 totally. I, I mean... On Cyril Knowles, though, that's a great... Like, I would love to change my name to Cyril Knowles. Oh, it's a great name. Can you imagine? Knowles, Beyonce, no, Cyril. 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 <laughs> I'm Cyril Knowles. Cyril Knowles. Well, for now, yeah. we can call you Cyril Knowles. That would be great. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Maybe that's another Spurs team, the, the Spurs team with the best names. Absolutely. Yeah, best hair. I like no, that. No, no, yeah. no, oh. no, I like, no, I like that. So I, I, was, I was trying to think of, like, who, like, who's got... Who's had, like, an iconic haircut for spurs mm. um in recent memory yeah well i mean i guess bales is pretty iconic but he did change it at madrid so um, i reckon harry kane's hair is iconic actually yeah, yeah. it is isn't it yeah I, and and to call i think toby's as well oh absolutely he's gone that very much like brad pitt in um what was the movie called uh fury yeah yeah he's got that very kind of like you know world war Two sort of mm. like cut I'm down for this haircut yeah. 11 now. <laughs> sweet, sweet. I feel like we're just going to give up everything else and even just, when the Spurs games start going yeah. again, we're just going to do the best 11 of whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most likely uh, to eat too many eggs at Easter. Yeah. 11. <laughs> mm, the best 11 mm. who would be better at chess. Yeah. Mm, the best 11 who don't have ambulance insurance. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the next game uh, moving on is uh, Newcastle. Uh, on a Sunday, nice time, eleven oh five p.m. Um, beautiful viewing. Time. Oh, beautiful! Uh, absolutely perfect time. Um, uh, just quickly before we go, score prediction. Uh, win. Win. Uh, win. And I'm gonna say, like, we gotta be beating you. Like, come yeah. on, come on, mm-hmm. come on, come on, boys. Like, I know when we said this is the bars, we've slipped up away to to Dinamo, but. I just feel like we've got to be beating them. Um, it's always so tough after international break too because it's hard to yeah. know who's actually really been rested that much. Mm. Um, I'm going to go like a 3-1. Nice. I know that's quite confident, but I'm going to go a 3-1. Cool. What, what do you think? I'm going to go a win, 2-0 to us, 
but it's a, a, a good 2-0. Like, okay. We beat them. I'm so happy you said a good 2-0. I, yeah. I was just so scared that you're going to go, it's going to be a shaky game. Though. Oh, no, I reckon it will be. Well, you know, they won't have, they'll have two shots and it will be dull. <laughs> the game yeah. will be dull as, but it will be 2-0 <laughs> to us. <laughs> That's my prediction. That's like I'm all up for us getting a couple of results that are just like I'm all up for some just a couple of dull results now, mm. just to just to you know keep settle yeah. keep settling everything. Although the game after that is Man U, isn't it? Uh the game after that is indeed Man U. Okay, so that's why I think this Newcastle game then even becomes more important mm. that we have to win, yep. play well going into that Man U game. Yeah, I totally um, agree with you. Yeah, and then we really are running. You. Towards the end of the season, can the run? Can we get a run together? I'm, I'm still positive. How, yeah. how are you feeling overall? I we've just been so inconsistent this year that I can't. I would love us to go for a, on a run, yeah. but I also like who knows? Like we might go through beat. We could beat United, beat Everton, somehow beat City in the final, and then lose to Sheffield the week after. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, yeah. I'd, no idea. Yeah. <laughs> it is one of those things that you look at the, the rest of the fixtures on paper and you're like, all right, the teams above us that we have to play, Man U and Leicester. Mm-hmm. Um, see how we go. Leicester to me is always a bit of a mixed bag. Like, totally. Not not saying that we'll, oh, we'll, oh, we'll take them. They'll be mm. easy. But we could play well against Leicester and beat them. Yeah. Um, Man U, we could play well against it and still lose to some rubbish VAR penalty. Absolutely. Um. And the rest of the games, like, again, they're those ones that on paper are all winnable. But at the end of the day, the Premier League is such a tough competitive league that even though if games are winnable on paper, things change in the games and they they take on a different light. And it is, like you're saying, it's very unpredictable. So it's all well and good to sit here and go, hey, got a good feeling about this. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I guess we'll just have to see. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening to our uh, international break, Spurs Team of the Century, and media wrap up podcast. Yeah, that's um, yeah. yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's what we did. Um, uh, I've been Barney. I've been Dan. Uh, thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to a bit Spursy. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Email us at hello at abitspursy.com and subscribe via your usual podcast platforms.